0: or through our online campus. If this message blesses you and you'd like to support the ministry financially, again, you can go to eclive.org and click on the Giving tab and choose Online Campus at your campus. Thanks again for joining us today, and we hope this message will be an encouragement to you on your spiritual journey.
1: Well, good morning, everybody. How is everybody doing today? Yes, 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 yes. Yes, we want to welcome everybody across all of our campuses, Banta, Franklin, Seymour, Garfield Park, everybody at our eMicro sites, everybody watching online, and of course, everybody right here in the Greenwood campus. We want to welcome everybody who's new. Can we give it up for everybody who's our new guest? Yes. Thank you for joining us. Yes. My name is uh, Aaron Beasley. I am the Emanuel Church Banta Campus Pastor. But before uh, we get into the talk today, before we dive in, uh, what I would like to do just for a moment as a whole church is that over the last couple weeks, our nation has faced um, some tragic gun violence across our nation in Buffalo, New York, and also down in Texas with with all the children that lost their lives and teachers as well. And we just want to um, take some time to pray, to pause, um, to ask God to give us direction. Many times it may seem where is God in all of this, but God is in the middle of it, and we want to pray for comfort, peace, to those families that have lost children, parents, loved ones across our nation. So uh, will you join with me as we pray? God, we thank you um, for who you are, and we thank you that, God, that you are the hope of the world. And God, our world, our country desperately needs more of you. And so, God, will you be with our leaders of this nation to make wise decisions on how we need to move forward, so that we can prevent things like this. But we know that the ultimate prevention of things like this is transforming the human heart. It's it's transforming people to know your grace and your mercy, your ways. And so, God, we pray that as a church you will help us in this community, around the world, online, be people who shine your light like a city on a hill. So God, we love you. Give comfort to all of these families, a peace that goes beyond understanding. Help people rally around them as they mourn and grieve the loss of their loved ones. We give you this time, we give you this moment. In Jesus' name, all of us pray across all of our campuses. Amen. Thank you for allowing us to do that today. So today I get to bring to you an espresso shot which is a one jolt, one week, it's not a series, kind of moving you forward, challenge your faith. Let's get this thing going. And so I get to talk about whatever I felt like God was wanting me to talk about across all of our campuses. And so I pray, God, what do you want me to talk to the people of Emmanuel about? And he, he brought up the fact that this is Memorial Day weekend, all right? And so this is the weekend where we remember the people who sacrificed their life so that we could have the freedoms that we do in this country. That is what Memorial Day is about. It's remembering that. And so then God kept saying, remember, remember, remember. And and I thought, this is what God wants me to talk about with everyone, is that we are called to remember. Like, We're not just called to remember Memorial Day and the sacrifices of those that gave us our freedoms. We're actually called to remember who God is, what God has done for us in the past, what God is doing right now. Like We are called to remember that. We're called to remember all those things about who he is, his character, what he's done in the past, what he's doing now. I'm, I'm repeating myself because I want us to remember And I'm repeating because all over Scripture, God is calling us to do this. Like in Psalms, the psalmist says this, Let all that I am praise the Lord. May I never forget the good things He's done for me. Or in Psalm 77, where the psalmist has just talked about all of these things that God has done in the past, he says this, But then I recall all you've done, O Lord. I remember your wonderful deeds of long ago. Or in the story I want us to focus in today, in the book of Joshua, the Israelites, they are getting ready to cross into the promised land, all right? So they're going through the Jordan River, and God has to dry up the Jordan River so that they can cross, and they step into the promised land. And this is important, because if you don't know the history of the Israelites, like God long ago promised to Abraham, he said, I'm going to make you a nation, like I'm going to make you... I'm going to have you have children and a nation that outnumbers the stars in the sky, the sea, the, the sand that is on the sand shore, all that. Like you are going to have numerous descendants. And so he makes this promise and he goes, I'm going to give you this land, this promised land that's filled with milk and honey and it's flowing. And then all of a sudden it goes from Abraham to his son Isaac to his son Isaac. Uh, Isaac's son to Jacob and then Jacob he has 12 sons that become the 12 tribes of Israel and one of his sons Joseph was in Egypt and then they had to go to Egypt because there's this huge famine and the Egyptians forgot what Joseph had done for them so then they became slaves so then on comes Moses and Moses delivers them from Egypt and then the Israelites forget about what God did in Egypt and so they have to wander in the wilderness for 40 years and then all of a sudden now we're here Decades and decades have, pro- have passed of this promise. And now the Israelites are finally stepping into the promised land. And this is what God says to them. He told them, go into the middle of the Jordan. In front of the ark of the Lord your God, each of you must pick up one stone. So they're in, they're crossing the river. and He's saying, you need to pick up a stone in the middle of the river. All right? And then we want you to carry it out And here's what, on your shoulder, 12 stones in all, one that represents each of the 12 tribes of Israel. We will use these stones to build a memorial in the future. And then your children will ask, what do these stones even mean? Then you can tell them, they remind us that the Jordan River stopped flowing when the Ark of the Lord's Covenant went across. These stones will stand as a memorial among the people of Israel forever. Like... He's saying, put these stones, set them up as a memorial so that you will never forget. You will remember. And why does God have to tell us to remember? Why is he telling them to set up a memorial? Well, if we're being honest, it's because we forget. We're forgetful people. We forget what God has done for us. We forget who he is. Like, maybe God provided for you in a financial way a while back, and now you've forgotten about that. Or maybe He healed someone in your life or healed you, and you forgot about that. You forgot about the day, if you're a believer in this room today, that you received Jesus and got saved. You forget. I forget. This is why I have a memorial on my hand. This ring, it's a memorial. So remember what? This day, right here. That's right. That's my wife. I married way up. I already understand that. I get it. I know. And this is my Latina heat, all right? She's from Nicaragua. She brings spice to my life. She keeps me humble. And she puts up with me way more than I have to put up with her. It's true. It's true. But can I tell you that this ring is supposed to remind me about this day that I made a commitment to my wife. A commitment to love her no matter what, to love her through everything, sickness and in health. And this ring reminds me, because can I tell you, sometimes I forget, right? Here's why. Life happens. Like you got to get the kids over here and then you got you to get this and then there's a problem at the work or financial situation and then you come home and you trip over shoes and the next thing you know you're forgetting about this day, this commitment that I made. It's easy to forget. Not just about what God has done and who God is. It's easy to forget many things in our life. So then the question is like why do we forget? Why do we forget? It's important to Kind of understand why we forget things. Well, first, it's because we focus on distractions. We focus on distractions. We are like Doug from the movie Up. Does anyone know what I'm talking about? The dog? All right, right. What does he do? What does he do? he He's walking around, he goes, Squirrel! Right? Walk around, Squirrel! He gets distracted. That's us. Like, we're like, oh, you know, God's faithful and he provided me in this way. Indy 500! We broadcast out of Indiana, if you just want to know, so like that's why I'm saying that. Or, big race today. <laughs> or, you know, we're walking, we're walking around, and we're like, yeah, you know, I need to read my Bible. But, oh, sports, concerts, oh, job, oh, I don't like my boss, oh, got this situation, oh, the car broke down. And all these things are distracting us from remembering all the ways that God has provided for us Already in the past. We just focus on distractions. Do you know, actually, distractions that most people think your phone or the things that I just gave are the major distraction in your life? Actually, science would tell us something else. Do you know that the biggest distraction in your life is this thing called mind-wandering? That's right. It's your own brain. 47% of your time wasted is from this right by itself. Like, you know, you're driving and you're like dreaming about maybe switching your job or winning the lottery or something could change in your life, and you just mind wander, that's our biggest distraction. It really is. It's your own mind. So when that becomes you, you mind wander or all these other things are focusing, you're focusing your attention on, this is when we forget about who God is and what God has done, and then we don't remember. Or, you know, we can forget because we focus on pain. This happens. A lot, we focus on pain. Like, I'll give you an example, like with the church. Like Maybe you received Jesus, you got saved at Emmanuel, and then God has been doing amazing things in your life at Emmanuel, and your life has been changing. You got in a small group, and you like it here, and everything's going well. But then somebody here does something that you don't like, or they hurt you, because we're a room full of people. You're in a room full of people at all of our other campuses. Even if you're watching online, you're probably in a house or apartment with people, and people can hurt you. Or maybe the staff makes a decision that you don't really like, and the next thing you know, you're focusing on that stuff that you don't like or the person that hurts you, and you forget about all the ways that God moved here through this church because you can't remember because you're focusing on the pain. Or maybe you're 50 years old right now, and you just had a health issue. And now there's some things you can't do because of that health issue. And now you're just so focused on the pain and you're even mad at God about what he did, but you forget about the 49 years you had of good health and how you were able to do many things. See, because we're so focused on the pain, we forget about what God's already done in our lives. It can happen in a marriage. Maybe your spouse hurts you Or something happened and then you forget about the love and the commitment that you made on that day. Because you're just focused on this moment instead of remembering all the good moments and when you started dating and all the things and why you even love this person. It's really easy to, to forget because we focus on pain. By the way, I'm not saying there aren't moments where you do have to leave a certain situation or anything. Please hear me. Pastor Dan talked about that last week. He talked about having boundaries. You can watch that talk on our YouTube channel, on the app. But I'm just talking about we are people that focus on, on pain, and then we forget about all the things that have happened in the past. And then, lastly, we focus on what's missing. Like, me and my wife, we drive a 2012 Honda Civic. We have one of those cars, and we love it, and we were able to pay it off, and God provided it in a, in a, a, miracle, a miraculous way, in my opinion. And so we were able to um, pay for it. We drive it, and then I'm like, thank you, God, for the provision. And the next thing you know, I'm driving my Honda Civic, and I look around, and someone's got the brand-new Telluride, right? And I'm like, man, that's a really cool car. Man, God, can you give me a raise? Can you? Do you think that's possible? And I focus on what I don't have instead of what God's actually already provided and given me. I forget, right? Or maybe you're a new believer and you just got saved and you're learning all this stuff about God. Or maybe you've been a believer for 50 years, 60 years, and and all of a sudden you want to learn more about God and you want to go deeper, and that's great. That's not a bad thing. But then you're focusing on what's missing and you forget that about what God's already called you to do, like love your enemies, oh, I I don't want to do that. Or like, be patient with your kids. Oh, I I don't want to do that. And so, well, let me just read this passage of Scripture so I can forget about this passage of Scripture that I already know that God wants me to do because I'm going to forget it because I'm focusing on what I'm missing. It's very easy to do. And the next thing you know, you're not remembering who God is, His faithfulness, what He's done, and now you're just focusing on these things. That's why we forget. It's easy So here's why I'm talking to you about this today, because we have to remember God's past faithfulness so that our future faith will grow. When we forget about God's past faithfulness and who he is, our future faith struggles, and I've seen this in so many people's lives, and then they walk away from their faith. They don't want anything to do with God anymore because they're they're forgetting. So we need to remember, this is why God told the Israelites, set up the stones as memorials so that you will not forget. You know what? They ended up forgetting. And so then we need to remember. How do we remember? This is important. How do we remember? Well, number one, this is a great way to remember God's past faithfulness, who he is, is write it down. Write it down. Do you know you are 70% more likely to remember things that you write down? And the reason for that is there's something called encoding. Okay, this is science. And encoding is this thing where what happens is you you are perceiving things as you write them down, and then it goes through your hippocampus, which is the long-term memory part of your brain. And then your, your hippocampus analyzes those things and remembers those things when you want to recall them. Because you're perceiving it differently as you write it down. Now, I know that not everyone in this room carries pen and paper around with them all the time. It's 2022. I know that. I get that. So then what am I going to ask you to do? Well, take your phone, talk to Siri, and say, write a note down. Write it down on your phone. Use this. Write notes down on your phone to, to be able to remember. Because I'm telling you, I had, I've written things down in my journals or in other places where, I, where I, when I start to forget, I go back and I'm like, oh, I remember when God healed my grandma. That's the same God I serve today. Oh, I remember when God provided me my Latina heat. I prayed for her. Like, I remember that, God. Thank you. And so write it down. Write it down. Then I think, number two, how we can remember is set up a memorial. Just like they were doing what God wanted them to do when they were crossing into the promised land. And I have memorials all over my office. I actually brought some of them. I've got this. You're like, what is this? Well, this is holy water from the Vatican. That's right. It's Catholic Church, holy water. And you're saying, why do you have that? Great question. I have it because a student went there on vacation once, and they went there and they got this for me, and they said, I think you need this holy water. I don't know what they meant by that. <laughs> I don't know if they were trying to make a hint, but, but they, thought, they said, I just think that this would mean a lot to you, and I just wanted you to know that you mean a lot to me. And I have this because it reminds me when this job gets hard and I want to not do it anymore or I want to quit or it's like, God, am I even making a difference in someone's life? I look at this. Because when you're a student's pastor, I'm telling you, sometimes you're like, are any of these kids listening to me? And what's great is, is, this is a reminder that they were and I should never give up. And so I have this. I have another memorial. It's a picture frame. It doesn't have a picture in it right now. I took the picture out. There's a reason for that. Many people can't see this memorial. Only I can see it, usually. It's hidden. And I take it out sometimes to remind me because what ends up happening with it is there's a picture about 11 years ago, 10 years ago, of a lot of people I was close with and half of the people in the picture have lost their faith. They don't follow God anymore. And so this is a, is a reminder to me that I look at that picture, and I, it reminds me that I'm just a couple steps away, a couple things away from walking away from the very thing that's changed my life that I believe is the hope of the world, and I don't want that to happen to me. And then I pray for those people too. So I have this memorial. I don't know what the memorial you need to set up, but we need to set up memorials. You know, Memorial Day, you know why we celebrate Memorial Day and we try to remember because we forget. We forget this. We forget this. We forget this. That, like, we have the freedoms that we have because of this. It's true. Freedom costs something. And sometimes we forget that. Like, you know, my wife is from Nicaragua, and I'm telling you right now, anybody tries to say anything about the government there, prison. More than likely. Like, this, this is the freedoms that we have, and we forget this. We take advantage of this. That's why you need to set up memorials in your life so that you will not forget what God has done for you. You will not forget about who he is. It's kind of like the Lion King. It's my favorite Disney movie, just so everyone knows. And Simba, he forgets who he is. He forgets his purpose. Who helps him remember? Rafiki. Remember what he says? He says, correction, I know your father And Simba's like, he's alive? How is that possible? And so Simba follows him, right? They're running. And and then all of a sudden they get to this memorial where all the previous kings are at. And there's Mufasa. And what does he say? Zoom in on my face. What does he say? Remember who you are. Now that's James Earl Jones, and he has a way better voice than I do. But he says it, and he says it a couple times. So he what is he remember who you are. We need to remember who we are, really. Seriously, don't we? We need to remember whose we are that we're God's. We need to remember what God has done for us. We need to remember who he is. That's what we need to do. So set up a memorial so that you remember. And then lastly, how do we remember? We need to focus on the truth. You know, it's so easy to focus on distractions. It's easy to focus on the pain. It's easy to focus on what's missing. But this is why God is like, no, 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 don't focus on any of that. Focus on my truth. This is why Moses knew this about the Israelites. He knows this about us. And this is what he says in Deuteronomy. So commit yourselves wholeheartedly to these words of mine. Like commit to the words of God. Tie them on your hands. Write them on your foreheads as reminders. I mean, I don't know about you, but you want me to tie the words on my hands and write it on my forehead? Like I think he's trying to get us to... See something. Tell, teach them to your children. Talk about them when you're at home, when you're on the road, when you're going to bed, when you're getting up. Write them on the doorpost of your house and on your gates. What is God trying to do? What is He trying? He's trying to help us remember. He's trying to help our children remember who He is. And what he's done, I mean, we should be writing verses everywhere in our life. Because I'm telling you right now, the news and everything else is trying to get us to focus on that. And what God is trying to get us to focus on is this, on his truth so that we will not forget. Because we will. Because the Israelites did. I do. You will if we do not focus on the truth more. This is why I love Jesus. You know, because Jesus did all three of these things. He he met with his disciples and he talked to them. He he had people write this down. He set up a memorial so that we would never forget what he did for us on the cross. And then he, he told us to focus on truth. And that all happens in something we call communion. It's a reminder of what Jesus did for us on the cross. If you're a believer communion is for you, so that we will never forget. This is why Paul wrote this in 1 Corinthians. And Jesus, he gave thanks to God for it. Then he broke it in pieces, the bread. And he said, this is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Like He's saying, I need you to remember that my body was broken so that you could be made right with God. I need you to remember this, because we forget. We forget. Then he goes on to say, in the same way he took the cup of wine after supper, this is the cup of the new covenant between God and his people. An agreement confirmed with blood, do this in remembrance of me as often as you drink it. So in just a moment across all of our campuses, if you're online, I'm going to suggest that you get some bread, you get some wine or grape juice. I know it's 11 o'clock in the morning, but get whatever you need to to do that. And we're going to take communion and and we're going to receive communion because we need to remember what Jesus did for us on the cross. Now, communion is is for somebody, anybody who has received Jesus as their Savior. And so, if you have not received Jesus as your Savior, we'll talk about how you can do that after this service. But this is for believers. And it's so that we remember what it costs for us to have a right relationship with God. And across the campuses, if you didn't grab this, there's people coming down to get this for you right now. Because... We're going to sing a song called Same God And what this song is about We've sung it a few times here It's about how God is the same God That Jacob, Moses, David All of them had He's the same God then as he is now He's the same God He hasn't changed And we're going to take communion You're going to take it while the song is playing So you you receive it You do it whenever you feel comfortable But you're going to take the bread And you're going to you're going to remember his body that was broken. And then you're going to take the juice or the wine and you're going to drink it and you're going to remember that his blood was poured out for you so that you do not forget what this means. Some of us today, we've, we've, we've forgotten what Jesus has done for us. We've been believers for a long time and we forget. You know how I know this is I was going to a restaurant around here and I saw somebody and they go, Aaron, what's up? So I walked over and I was like, hey, what's going on? And they're like, hey, I just wanted you to know that you know, we don't go to Emmanuel anymore. And I was like, okay, that's great. I mean, you don't have to go to Emmanuel. You can go to any church. It's it's the big church, it's fine. It's like, well, do you you wanna know why? And I was like, I guess you're gonna tell me. So and they said, you know, it's just kind of, it started to become a tent revival. And you, you guys share the gospel every single week, and I would just rather, you know, like learn more and dig deeper. And I thought, I, I stopped for a minute. I, did, I didn't say anything in the moment. But my heart broke for that person because they had forgotten about what this means. And guess what? I can forget about what this means all the time. I can forget. And so when we sing this song in just a few minutes, I'm going to ask you to take this bread, take this juice, and remember what Jesus did for you. And then as the song plays, what I also want us to remember, is I want to, or I want to ask a question, it's this. What do you need to remember? Like, was it a financial situation that god provided for you was it a relationship that was mended was it a situation that was very difficult where you lost someone or lost a relationship or something and god gave you comfort and peace through that pain was it the moment that you got saved was it was it how god helped you through school and a test what do you need to remember Because we need to not forget. The Israelites forgot. And I want us to remember always about who God is, what he's done, what he is doing, and what he will do. Because that is the God that we serve. May we never get tired of the gospel. That's the hope of the world. May we never get tired of what Jesus did for us on the cross. And may we always remember his faithfulness in our life. Will you join with me as we pray? And then we'll take communion when you feel comfortable during the song. And then I pray that you will remember what he's done for you. Let's pray. God, we thank you for what communion represents. That you sent your son to this earth to sacrifice himself so that we could be made right with you. It's nothing we can do. It's everything that he has done. And so, God, as we take the bread, as we take the juice, the wine, Lord, we we drink it and we remember that sacrifice. And then, God, we also pray that you help us remember all the ways that you've been faithful to us in the past, through finances, through relationships, through health, through the loss of people we've loved, God. We pray that you help us remember Help us not forget. Help us us write things down. Help us set up memorials. Help us focus on the truth so that we will always remember who you are and what you're doing. We love you. We praise you. We pray all these things in the name of Jesus and all of our campuses, all of our people say, amen.
0: Well, thank you for worshiping with us and thank you for taking the time through communion to remember the sacrifice that Jesus did for all of us on the cross. And maybe there's some of you watching right now from home and you can't remember what God has done for you because you've never made that decision to accept what Jesus did for you through his sacrifice and made it, make a decision to follow him. So if there's one thing that you need to remember, Jesus loves you. It's not a trite statement, it's truth. First John 3.16, it says we know what real love is because Jesus gave up his life for us. Those words Jesus gave up his life for us, that's the gospel. The word gospel means good news. You, You hear it all the time, that's great news. This is the good news, you ready? The good news is that God loves you and he loves you so much that he sent his son Jesus to this earth to take the punishment that you and I deserve. A price for sin had to be paid. And Jesus took that punishment for you and he took it for me. See, all of us mess up. We all sin. We all miss the mark. That's what sin is, missing the mark. I need a savior and so do you. And that's why Jesus went to the cross. He died for you and he died for me and he took the place for you so that you can be made right in the sight of God. You and I deserve the punishment for our sin, but Jesus took it for us. That's a summary of the gospel. Paul says this in Romans 10, that if anyone who confesses their sin and believes that Jesus Christ died on the cross and then rose again from the grave, guess what? They can be saved. So anyone who puts their faith in him and trust in him will be made right in the sight of God. And so you may be sitting there thinking right now, how does believing that Jesus died and that he rose again 2000 years ago, how does that affect my life right here, right now in 2022? well i am so glad that you asked jesus says in matthew 4 repent because the kingdom of god is here right here right now the kingdom of god is not some far off distant place in the future it is right here and it is yours for the taking so how do you step into that life it was clear paul says anyone who trusts in what he did for us on the cross you can have an abundant life right now not only now but also for eternity and so i want to give everyone a moment just right now watching online the opportunity to step into the relationship with God to receive Jesus Christ as your Savior to trust in him you're not putting your confidence in anything else you're not putting it in all your good works not in what you've done how much church you go to how much money you give to the church not putting your trust in anyone else but in God Trust and confidence in God who loved us so much that he would sacrifice his son for you and for me and so Will you join me in a prayer right now if you want to make this decision? Let me say this before I pray. This prayer does not save you. It's the posture of your heart that saves you. So if you're ready to step into a relationship with Jesus, will you please join me and let's pray together. So God, right now, I am admitting that I am a sinner. I'm admitting that I need your mercy and your grace, that I cannot save myself. And that's why I need you. So Paul says that if I confess with my mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in my heart that God raised him from the dead, I will be saved. So right now I am confessing with my mouth that you are Lord of my life. I am giving you everything in my life. And I am believing with all of my heart that you existed 2,000 years ago and not only did you die, you also rose again from the dead. And so right now, Jesus, I give you my life. I choose to follow you, in Jesus' name, amen. Can we give it up for all those people all over the country, all over the world, who just made the decision to follow Jesus? If that is you, congratulations. You just made the most important decision you will make in your life, and we celebrate with you. If you made that decision, we will actually have, we have something for you. It's something we call a save box. Thank you, Jeremy. Uh, In this save box is a Bible. It's got a coffee mug. It has your next steps on your spiritual journey. And the best way to get this box is to text SAVED to 65248. SAVED, S A V E D, to 65248. If you made the decision to step into a relationship with God and choose to follow Him with the rest of your life. And can we give it up one more time for those who made the decision to follow Jesus? It's why we do what we do. Well, before we leave today, a great way to stay connected with us throughout the week is our Facebook group for the online campus. If you made the decision to follow Jesus, tell us about it on that group. It's a great way to stay up to date on everything happening around Emmanuel as well. And you can engage with other people on this journey called life and faith.